Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yo yo it's time to talk that sports talk with cooper and big man Tackle this beat, don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go raw for the people and put the smack down on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on them. Sucker like OG slam ducking on them. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bring them heat. You wanna talk this and that, but we want that Hall of Fame set. You always see us swinging for the fences. So watch out ladies and gents Cause we hit the last strategy section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters Sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you Cause you know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness And there ain't no stopping us We them go-getters and we gonna go get it Shutting it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man Saturday night, and we had a great weekend of wrestling to get to. Koopa, how you doing today, though, bud? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. It was an exciting week. We had Survivor Series. We had some uh, other wrestling we'll get to as well, if we have time. But we're going to focus uh, right now on Survivor Series. Let's do this, man. Uh, after all that turkey, dude, I'm, I'm still feeling it. So let's, right. 
Let's uh, let's get to this. All right, let's get rolling. First off, we had the dual brand battle royale. Uh, I'm going to preface this as CBS Sports had picked Lars Sullivan to win. We picked Aleister Black. Neither of which were competitors in the match. <laughs> yeah. The that winner. Was, yeah. That's quite strange. Yeah, it was. The winner ended up being The Miz. Uh, overview, this was a fun start to the pay-per-view. Uh, though being a regular battle royale and not a rumble style uh, rules, no one was sure who was going to be partaking in it. Like we said, CBS Sports predicted Lars Sullivan as the winner and we predicted Aleister Black. However, neither were in the battle uh, royale. We almost had Dominic Mysterio as the winner, but he failed to eliminate The Miz, who capitalized on Dominic celebrating prematurely after eliminating Chad Gable in a hot in a hard fought battle. Cooper, your thoughts on this uh, unfortunate win? Well, uh, yeah, unfortunate. That's that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, you know, uh, Mysterio was he was celebrating but I, I would have been doing the same thing uh, I think what it was was because the Miz had you know went out through the ropes instead of or under the rope or however he did it and came back in and, and stole the victory so yeah you know I think it's bull crap the Miz is just you know I, I loved it when when he was on his singles run and he was doing good and he was the intercontinental champion and he was kicking ass but this this new uh just like petty like possum pussy act yeah it's on my nerves yeah uh, and the other problem i have with it too is this isn't a win that miz needed no he's already got money in the bank that he took from otis he set up for basically a guaranteed championship match whenever he wants it. I'm surprised he didn't uh, try and cash in, but it, you know. Yeah, not yet, anyways. Um, and so it, it's not like he needed this. A win for Dominic or even uh, Gable, who's trying to reinvent himself again from away from the Shorty G um, little run he had momentarily. Either one of those competitors needed this win. Dominic to more solidify himself. Um, without his dad because his dad wasn't there. I yeah. mean, his dad was eliminated earlier in the match, so he was basically on his own after that point. Um, and then, uh, you know, Chad Gable trying to reinvent himself back as Chad Gable, getting away from that little short, uh, shorty G run that he had going yeah, there. Yeah, uh, I like Chad Gable. I've always thought he was very talented, but uh, I don't know. He's just he's kind of got lost on the wayside. and. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared for this younger talent because you see a lot of these guys and they're they're uh, they're falling to the wayside to other right. people. This is like, dude, like Dominic Mysterio could be somebody great. I mm-hmm. I know that he still needs work in the ring, but this would have been a great start for him to 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 go on. You know what I mean? So. Would have been great for him for the Survivor Series for sure, man. Because you know, you only you only get to do Survivor Series one, you know, your first time once. So, all right. I mean, it would have been great for him to get the win. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Next up, we had a traditional Survivor Series elimination match: Team Raw of and versus Team SmackDown. This was the men's uh, teams going at it. Winner was Team Raw. So, Team Raw would sweep <laughs> Team SmackDown 5-0. As Team SmackDown was unable to eliminate any of the Raw superstars, coming into the match it seemed that Team Raw was not going to be on the same page. However, it turned out that Team SmackDown were not, were not all on the same page as Seth Rollins sacrificed himself for the good of the cause 
and it was all downhill for there from there for Team SmackDown. Your thoughts on that, Cooper? Uh, they did the clean sweep on him, but yeah, what was the uh, what was that with Seth Rollins? That's just crazy. Um, to me, it made no sense. Uh, it's just to solidify him still is a bad guy. Um, you know, not a team player type thing. So I think it was. You know, I think we both predicted Raw to win this, but I don't think we ever predicted a clean sweep. So no, we did not predict a clean sweep. Um, rumor is Seth Rollins did this uh, so-called sacrifice for the greater cause as a way to be able to write him off a WWE television series as we are getting closer to Becky Lynch's actual due date for pregnancy, so he's probably going to start preparing for a time at home of being a dad for a little bit. Cool, but they could have done it a different way. They could have. They, they could have. He could have like got injured in the match. Or, or in, yeah, you know, yeah, quote unquote injured. Injured in the match. Yeah. Something happened where they, they just wrote him off TV for a while. And everybody would have understood. But this was just like, it made no sense. You look at it and you're like, um, what, what the hell just happened? Yeah. So, yeah. So after we had some confusion of who was, who was actually the man in that relationship, who was going to be called dad? <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, man. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we had the SmackDown Tag Champs, the Street Profits versus the Raw Tag Champs, the New Day. Winner ended up being the Street Profits. This was the match I dubbed by myself as to be the match of the night, and it didn't fail to live up to my hype. This was a battle of a great veteran tag team versus an up-and-coming tag team eager to prove they belong. And did they ever. The Street Profits showed up ready for this battle, as did the New Day, and took it to the New Day. This was a huge upset win for the Blue Brand. Your thoughts? Dude, I, I don't know if it was an upset win. I thought that was a well-fought battle and uh, very respectful at the end of the match. They all shook hands. They all hugged because they beat the holy crap out of each other, dude. It was, it was like, uh, you know, just... Two of the same team just going out at it, just a younger version to the older version. You know what I mean? Right. The New Day being the older version and the Street Poppers being the younger, which which is great. I think it's awesome. They wanted to pass the torch to them. And, and you know, I, I'm happy for the Street Poppers. I think they got a bright future in the WWE as long as they don't creatively screw them. Right. So there you go. That's always the question is whether or not you take a team that you have uh, rolling uh, in popularity and then all of a sudden just smash it into the wall out of nowhere. <coughs> Heavy machinery. Yeah. What? That. Yeah. One, one of those. Yeah. Okay. Let's warm it up, baby. Beep. Anyways. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, we have U.S. champ Bobby Lashley versus Intercontinental champ Sammy Zayn. Winner, as predicted by us, Bobby Lashley. We did predict the only way for Sammy Zayn to beat Bobby Lashley was to gain victory via DQ, which is disqualification, or countout. Luckily for the fans and Bobby Lashley, the Hurt Business was by, uh, was by ringside to make sure that Zayn couldn't escape or try any antics to get Bobby Lashley DQ'd. As predicted by Bobby Lash, as predicted by us, Bobby Lashley, with the help of the Hurt Business, easily won this match. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man, and uh, I think in the middle of that match, Sami Zayn pulled the whole Vertigo thing again because he pulled, he put, picked him up for the stalling suplex. Yeah, and uh, 
Well, I think we started talking about it during during the match. We're like, is he doing this again? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, it was stupid. I mean, I'm glad that he lost, but I love Sami Zayn. Like, it sucks to say that, you know, I don't like him right now. The, the character, the, oh, hate on America, I'm Canadian, I'm, you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, that ain't cool, man. It's not cool. I mean, we should all love each other. Come on, man. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Sami Zayn, they, that's another one. You look at him creatively and like, what did you, what did they do with him, you know? So. Yeah, it's crazy what they've done to him. All right, man, next up we had SmackDown Women's Champ, Sasha Banks versus Raw Women's Champ, Asuka. Winner, Sasha Banks. This match was a quite endearing one, to say the least. It seemed like this match would favor Asuka, and from the bell, it seemed like that to be the case. However, Sasha Banks was able to withstand Asuka's unorthodox attacks and won the back-and-forth battle. Sasha Banks showing out for the blue brand, bringing the count three wins to two, uh, three wins for Raw, two for SmackDown. You're up, man, dude. I think we both didn't give Sasha enough credit for this match, only because her record showed with Oscar that she, you know, she wasn't gonna win. Um, but I think she pulled it out, and good for her, man. Absolutely, it's cool. Yeah, uh, this one was just. I don't know. It just seemed like it was not suited for Sasha. It's This was another one of those where it seemed like Sasha would have to pull out all the stops dirty-wise that she's known to do yeah. to pull this off, but she didn't. She straight up faced Asuka woman to woman and proved herself. Yeah, man. It was a good match. It was. It was a fantastic one. All right. Your favorite match of the night. <laughs> The traditional Survivor Series elimination match featuring the women of each oh, brand. Man. Winner ended up being Team Raw. We were wrong on that. <laughs> Again, Team Raw did seem to be the dysfunctional team as their captains, the women's tag champs, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, had took out their own teammates on Raw, which led them to getting new wrestlers in Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. They also had dished out punishment on Lana, who still managed to be on the team. SmackDown Captain Bailey seemed confident in her group. However, it would be the Team Raw who would become the winners as a, as a match would dwindle down to Nia Jax and Lana versus Bianca Belair. Lana was told not to enter the match again after she tagged herself in early on in the match. Uh, Nia Jax and Bianca Belair took their battle to the outside of the ring. Just as the ref reached a count of nine, Belair dumped a hard-charging Nia Jax over the barricade was unable to return to the ring, causing a double elimination and victory to Team Raw as Lana was the only remaining wrestler. This did not sit well with Nia Jax, however, despite being on the winning team. This did, however, give Raw a 4-2 edge, resulting in a Survivor Series victory for the Red brand, regardless of what would happen between WWE Champ Drew McIntyre and Universal Champ Roman Reigns. Your thoughts on this women's elimination match? Uh, strange the way it ended, um, and I don't know why Lana keeps getting this this push like this, I just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's like it's like she's getting scolded, but she's still doing good. Right? Yeah. I, I I don't get it. I'm like, what the then hell? You're the sympathetic character. Yeah, and yeah. then having her win by basically doing nothing. I mean, except for what she's told. She is <laughs> so like she's talented, man. On the mic, she's she's a good manager. She's a good. 
lays on, but she's not oh. she's not a wrestler, dude. And sometimes they just they push that too much. I don't understand it. It's like, you know, if if you're realizing that hey, your your in ring skills isn't what it should be, mm-hmm. don't make that person go out there and make a make a fool of themselves. I mean, I understand wanting to learn and wanting to do. Do that off TV. Then when you're good enough to come on TV, come on TV and and tear it up. Yeah, I mean honestly, she'd probably be, if she wants to be a wrestler in the industry and stay with WWE. I, I honestly believe that she needs to go back to the Performance Center for a while, ride her off TV for a little bit, let her go back to the Performance Center, come work to on her NXT, scale, and then and then move back up to you're right, move back yeah. up to NXT when she's ready to be back on television, and then move on to the back onto um, a main roster. All right, man, and finally, we have the match of the night, as some people thought it would be. <laughs> I did not, because I already called that earlier. We had WWE champ Drew McIntyre versus Universal champ Roman Reigns. Winner, Roman Reigns, the big dog, head of the table, took on the Scottish Terminator for bragging rights of who is the better champion. Because basically, it was already over for the Survivor Series. We're on and already won that, so it was basically who was the better champion at this yeah. point. <clears throat> this very this was a very even match as both competitors looked to gain an upper hand. It just had pe- just when it appeared Drew McIntyre though was about to take control of the match. An inadvertent elbow from Roman Reigns nailed the referee and knocked the ref out of the ring. It was at this point Jay Uso would come to try and help in, uh, his cousin Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre appeared to throw throw it off Uso only to be hit by Roman with a low blow and then super kicked by Uso. This all happened prior to another ref making it to the ring. Roman would then hit McIntyre with a Superman punch and then lock in the guillotine submission hole. And this would cause Drew McIntyre to pass out, leading to Roman Reigns' victory. Cooper, your thoughts on this match? Somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. I really wasn't quite sure how this match was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um... I wanted to see Drew McIntyre win it, but that's just because like I'm always the underdog type. I like to see the underdog win or the bad guy or whatever. But I know that they're both kind of they're both kind of bad guys. They do what they want. So yeah. I mean, uh, I wanted to see McIntyre win because I thought it would be like the underdog win, and not only that, but solidify the WWE Championship because of the WWE Championship. I don't care who you are, the WWE Championship is the better championship. It has more prestige, and the Universal title is just, come on, man. Bring back the World Heavyweight, please. Yeah, uh, I would appreciate that more. I would say right now, though, when I'm uh, talking about um, who's a uh, heel at this point, I would say more of the line for Drew McIntyre, he's the uh, pseudo-anti-hero. Yeah, he's basically what Triple H was for a lot, good portion of his yeah. career. He's a, he makes a good guy. He can be a good guy, but he's not really that kind of good guy. He's basically he's, not, he's the basically, Punisher. He's basically don't piss him off, and he won't, you know. Yeah, he's basically like the Punisher. Yeah, we want to get technical or Deadpool or something like that. Yeah. Where yeah, he's doing heroic things. The anti-hero. Yeah, but he's basically the anti-hero. He's like, no, don't love me. Don't, don't love, love me, love me. Don't love me, <laughs> love me. Right now, I, we have a full-fledged uh, uh, heel going on for uh, Roman Reigns, and that's what happens usually when you align yourself with Paul Hamming. You end up being a bad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I love Roman Reigns, and 
Yeah. Even even Big Man this whole time was like, you're actually rooting for Drew McIntyre? I was like, yeah. <laughs> because I was going for the underdog. So there you go. I was just like, okay, this is just strange and odd. I think it had more to do with the prestige of the titles that really frustrates me to see the WWE Championship not be the top title. So... Well, basically, whatever title's on Raw is considered the top title anyways. Basically, is how it always ran. Yeah. So, if you're the champion on Raw, you're basically... They, no matter what... Basically, to me, this wasn't a better of which championship was better. It was basically determined the better champion. The competitor more than the belts itself. Oh, yeah. I, think if, I think if we took away the belts, we're just finding out who's the better wrestler. That's Then there's that, right? But yeah. I... I you really can't say who's the better wrestler when all the inter, you know interference and whatnot. So right. Yeah. To rely no, on a referee being knocked out, low yeah. blowing him, getting a super kick from your cousin. You know. Yeah. I, I I honestly think this is not going to be the total end. I know they're both on separate brands. We're not doing cross brand um, challenges right now. Uh, basically, this was to you know a normal traditional survivor series it was where everybody got to face each other because it's raw versus smackdown we get that bragging rights thing thing, thing. but don't be surprised this is just uh, i think a little sidetrack to eventually at some point we're either going to see drew and we're going to see drew and roman back on the same roster at some point down the road it'll probably be next year and those two Oh, yeah. Those two have a great rivalry brewing. And yes, this was just, do. I think this was just the kind of the little spark, kind of like, here's your little tease. The more's coming. And I believe that's what's going to happen here soon down the road. And it could happen starting with a Royal Rumble victory for either one of them. No, definitely. Because um, one of them could drop their title by Royal Rumble, end up in the Royal Rumble match, and end up uh, winning the Royal Rumble. And then they will probably choose each the one, the one who's won it, will choose the other who who should still be current champion at that point. Well, that might that would be interesting. That's for sure. Absolutely, man. All right. Anything else you want to add to this little? Um, not, not quite at this time. And I, I want to apologize to the fans. I have not recapped this week only because of everything going on with the holidays and things yeah. like that. So we wanted to bring you guys the pay-per-view Survivor Series, yeah, so we baby. Const- yeah, we concentrated this episode a little bit on Oh, uh, and, and let, let's not only talk about that. Let's talk about, okay, uh, 30 years of The Undertaker. Let's talk yeah, about how that went down, dude. So we had a great, um, we had a, quite a few of the old school superstars come out um, who he's battled over the years. Ironically, Kane was the only one that came out in character. Yeah, I think he did that out of respect. And I really like what they did with Paul Bear, dude. Yeah, the thing went at the end with Paul Bear when uh he when Undertaker took his final knee in the middle of the ring and uh they had a hologram appear as for the uh Paul Bear was was a touching the, tribute. The only really somber thing about this whole situation, man, is that man deserves a standing ovation. He deserves a crowd he deserves everything there is to come along with it because he's the only man that has never jumped ship. When he came to the WWF, WWE, and was the Undertaker, he never jumped ship, he never left, and he busted his ass off for 30 
years, brother. Yep. 30 years. What's also somber about it, it's officially the end of an era. Yes. That is it. We have yep. no more. Because well, we, we don't even get... We don't, Triple H won't even make an appearance really much anymore in, in a uh, match. About the only one we have still left is... Uh, is Randy Orton, and I'm wondering if he's going to wrestle like his dad did and wrestle all the way until he's much older. Cause, well, I mean, yeah. But, but I know that's what his dad did, so. Yeah, but Orton came up in the 2000s where this was basically the end of your 90s No, oh, yeah, yeah. But it was cool to see him come in with Evolution. And, yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's technically the last tie-in because... Of all he did with Evolution with I Triple guess H. unless you want to talk about Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy was there at the tribute too. Which yes. was really cool. I like what he did with his face paint. So. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, another great job of him. Which is amazing. I can't believe he does his own makeup. I know, guys. right? I just think it's unbelievable. Because we saw that breakdown they did on TikTok of him doing his makeup. I'm like, do you do your own makeup? I would have swore somebody did that for you, but nope, he does that shit uh, himself. He's, he's an artist, dude. He yeah. does he does all sorts of stuff. Uh, when he's not wrestling, he'll do like uh, you know canvas paint and stuff. And uh, yeah. he's also in a band and a bunch of other stuff got going on for him. He's he's a really talented guy. Yep. Uh, let's see. Also, I want to take a quick second uh, acknowledge the suddenly aged Vince McMahon. Oh, man, I know. It Since was, we last saw him on TV? It was like, wow, dude. Um, Vince is aged. Like, it seems like overnight. We love you, Vince. We do. Very much But so. that, that just made another reality hit <laughs> on how old he actually exactly. is. Exactly. Especially when, you know, when I first started watching WWE, I didn't even know he was the owner. He was just on commentary, okay, right. with Gorilla Monsoon and, and all that. And I'm like... To see, to just watch the man grow and become the person he is, he's, he's like somebody you want to look up to because he, he knows how to grow a business and knows how to keep a business thriving, and which right. is amazing, dude. Hats off to him, man. Yep. And then, uh, well, so next week, um, when we bring you, uh, we'll bring you back uh, Monday Night Raw, of course. Uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite next week features. Of course, the uh, AEW championship match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. So we'll have that to talk about. And then, of course, we'll also bring you Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, and I know we don't talk much about AEW, and that's that's nobody's fault but my own. I apologize, guys. Um, I was really excited for AEW when it came out, like, like everyone else was. You know, you finally got somebody different to watch, something... You know, you, you're like thinking, ooh, is this like the next Monday Night Wars? I'm like, yes. Right. And then, um, you know, the pandemic hit and it, it messed everybody up. So, and I, I I really think it messed them up too. I mean, I have not been able to have the crowd, not been able to, you know, so. Right. So we'll see what happens. I, I can't wait to see this match though because it's, it's, it's supposed to be a really good one. So. Yeah, it will be. All right, and I mean, we've seen them. We've seen them beat the hell out of each other a couple times before. So, right. All right. One other quick thing, we want to just thank you all so much. We made it to a hundred downloads this month on our podcast. We appreciate you guys so much for doing that. Uh, we are blown away. <laughs> I didn't know we could do it this quickly to get up to a hundred. Um, and we look forward to seeing what this pod, how this podcast grows, Definitely. especially our fan base. When we thank you a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we want to keep growing. We want to. Uh, 
eventually start doing interviews again and, and uh, you know, bringing you more more content on YouTube, things like that. Things that, where we can all interact more because right. I think that's that's what we want to do. We want to interact with you guys and, and uh, grow our community, man, because sports is a community, you know, so. It is. Yeah. So we are... Uh... We are definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what this grows out to. All right, man. I believe that's going to do it for us today. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Once again, our famous sign-off. And don't forget, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports.